When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. I'm so excited on this episode of Get Real Podcast. I have Caitlin Bristow joining me. She is such a cutie. Y'all probably know her from Bachelor Nation. She started off on Chris Soul's season. She got like third runner up. And then she went on to be the Bachelorette. She was one of the, she was the only Bachelorette that started off with two Bachelorettes. And then she was the one that was chosen. It was amazing. And she ended up dating her fiance for three and a half years uh sean booth they broke up and now she is with the cutie jason tartik who was on becca season who i was fully invested in that season loved it so much he was my favorite and now they're the cutest couple ever i showed up to her house today to interview her and jason answered the door and i had a little moment i was like oh my gosh this is so too good to be true i'm living here in a bachelor fairy tale they're such a cute couple they have a new dog named ramen Caitlin walks me through her journey with The Bachelor and Bachelorette, the highs, the lows, all that she's loved, all that she's learned through love. She has really put herself out there in the love department, and she's learned so much. She's so wise. She has worked so much on herself, and she's so willing to be vulnerable and honest, which I think is just so inspiring. I always really admire people like that. She has so many companies going on. She has her own podcast called Off the Vine, which is amazing. I went on that and it was so much fun. And she has a scrunchie company called Do Edit. She has a wine company. She is doing it all. And she's just such a bright ray of light. So get excited. Here's Caitlin. We are talking everything, bachelor, life, lessons, the whole shebang. Here she is. Okay. I'm so excited. I have you on my podcast now. I know. Tables have turned. Tables have like turned. Yeah. Caitlin Bristow. Yeah. In your house. Yeah. I like it. I feel comfortable. You, oh, you feel good in here? Yeah. I'm glad you feel good in I here. I feel good about it. Yeah. You probably spent a lot of time in here. Yeah. I call this the Off the Vine headquarters. And we sit in here. Jason and I have like meetings in here. We take phone calls and, and we just make it our little office. Yeah. It's got great vibes. You probably yeah. unearthed a lot of stuff about yourself and others in here. Yes. A lot. I mean... Things you probably didn't even know that you didn't know about yourself. This room is full of secrets, but not so secret because they're all airy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but then a lot of people listen. So not really. Not it feels real. like my safe place, though. I know. Do yeah. you feel that way when you're talking on this? That, like no one's really ever listening. So you yeah. like, divulge everything. Yes. And then you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like Jason <laughs> actually asked me to reel it in a couple times. He's like, maybe don't talk about our sex life. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, 
fair fair <laughs> well, yeah you know it's who i am people want to know i know people uh, which is crazy but they do people want to know all that stuff yeah and i tell them which by the way i was very excited to see jason opening the door oh yes today he is, is my new roommate or is this, this a thing okay, we have I'm, two roommates two new roommates two new roommates um i'm hoping ramen settles down a little bit so if it sounds not, like oh, there's there. thunder rolling in the house it's the dog it's the dog toy uh yeah. so yeah two new roommates i went from being the single little lady in my own house to two boys taking over so god how's it been you know what it's it's been a pretty good adjustment. Like Jason and I have really good communication. So if anything's ever bothering us or we have like a tough conversation, we just sit down, pour a glass of wine, have the tough conversation. And it's, we've been really good with that so far. But again, he's only, we've only lived together for like a week now. <laughs> so maybe circle back in like a year and I'll have more juice for Check you. Check back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now it's going really well though. Okay. I freaking love yeah. that. Okay. So yeah. we have to talk about all things you. I want to start with, a question though okay because the the world is obsessed with bachelor yeah bachelorette nation right it's just a thing it is a thing the the following is very loyal i mean people are crazy about it yeah and so since there's such an obsession what are you obsessed with right now oh right now i'm obsessed with game of thrones uh, you're i just, just now getting into it yes i just got to season three and i somehow don't know any spoilers and even though everything's like all That's over Twitter miracle. and yeah, I don't know how. Anytime I see anything Game of Thrones, I like just turn it off because I don't want to know anything. So I'm on season three, pretty obsessed with that. And I think I'm just really obsessed with my new dog. Like I just, yeah, I'm just so obsessed with him to the point where I like wake up in the middle of the night and just stare at him. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just so lucky. Does he Same sleep with, in the bed? No. Okay. So that's another thing. I'm. I'm pretty obsessed with Jason and my dog right now because it's like, you know, it's that new exciting phase and I do the same thing. I'll like look over at Jason and look at Ram and I'm like, I'm so lucky. Um, but he, J Jason said that's the one rule is that we don't let him in the bed. Oh, <laughs> not, not on the chair. Oh As we're speaking, Ramen is crawling on the back of my chair. He's like, mom, you're not the boss of me. It's so funny. It's like he knows when he's supposed to be calm. That's when he gets rowdy. And then otherwise, he's so calm. Like, it's insane. But that was the one rule that Jason said was that he couldn't be on the bed. Can um, you go ahead and start that now? Because you can't break them of it. We're trying to break our dog of the bed sleeping. It's near impossible. But it's not going well. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> ramen, we might have to, like, <laughs> I don't know fine. what to do. I, him. I um, love a good a good puppy okay yeah. uh <laughs> jake can you maybe just come grab him he's just being a little crazy here do you want to say hi since you're here yeah hello everyone ah, the new roommate the, the new, new roommate the new it's good roommate. to be here yeah, i was telling her about off the vine headquarters and how we have meetings in here yeah, yeah ramen you're really ruining power the podcast power. no you're not he just Come wants here, to be in will. it yeah just I'll pick him up and see what we can okay just, yeah get in there <laughs> there. Come here, he's, he's growing boy yeah when you pick him up he's like oh this is what it's like to breathe the air up here it's like i'm a lap dog so funny anyways yeah so we're saying no uh no ramen in the bed but he'll wake up at like three in the morning for the last five days and just cry and it's heartbreaking he like genuinely cries and then i'm like just get in the bed and then yeah. as soon as he's beside us he stops crying i think he has a little bit of separation anxiety just from what he's been through and i think he knows he was saved yes yeah yeah because you said you saved him from yeah south really korea foreign, south korea yeah yeah, yeah. you follow dogs that are in danger and yes. need help and you found him yes I, I I donated for his surgery because I just felt terrible. It was the saddest story. People had kicked him on the streets, and um, this is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. But in 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 some cultures, they do abuse dogs, and they abuse goldens the most because they take it so well. And it just made me sick to my stomach, and so I donated to his surgery, and I felt so attached to him, and then. Once they, they were like, yeah, he's like healing and he's been neutered and all these things and he's ready for a home. I looked at Jason and I was like, 
I know this is a lot, but I think we need to get this dog. And he was like, you know, the timing isn't right. And I was like, there's no right time. That's right. There's no right time. Especially to save a dog. Like, we just have to do this. And I said, I think I'll resent you if you say no. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, we're getting a dog. And we're getting a dog. And so we did. And he's been actually a really big blessing for us. Yeah. How has he blessed you? Yeah. He's just honestly so loving. He, He somehow, Jason and I are like really close. He's somehow brought us closer. We we feel like we're doing, you know, co-parenting with this dog. So we're learning a lot about, you know, we'll wake up in the middle of the night. If he's crying, does he need to go out? And Jason will be like, it's my turn. I'll do it. And it's good preview for parenthood. Yeah, it really has been. And I feel like that's been really nice for us to... I feel like he's somehow brought a, brought us closer together. He's teaching us patience and life lessons. Getting you ready he, for those babies. Yeah, yeah, I really think he is. It's like a, it's a nice little like... I mean, it's nothing like having a baby, but it's 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 it's. I think there's like stages. I do think right. like you get into a relationship, you know, move in yeah. or whatever. Yeah, get a dog. Yeah, learn how to deal with living together. Yeah. Learn how to deal with raising an animal, yeah. keeping something alive together. Right. Then next comes baby. I agree. It's because you want babies. Oh, I want. Yeah, I wish I could like have all the babies, but I'm I'm right now. I'm saying two. <laughs> Two's a good number. Yeah, I think two's a good number. Okay, you know what is crazy? What? Okay, you know when you bought a house, like when you buy a house? Yeah. Do you get obsessed with decorating yes. it? Yes. And like you, for once in your life, like all of a sudden you're caring about like cabinets and colors. Yes. I got so excited about a vacuum the other day. Like yes. really genuinely excited. And then I'm like, that is, and I was doing a puzzle watching Jeopardy the other night. It, it's so crazy how all of a sudden like these domestic things that you yes. thought were so kind of like boring before now yeah. like your obsession. Yeah. I have, I'm just like bouncing off the rooftops because on the way over here, yeah, I just <gasps> confirmed what stroller set I'm getting. And oh. I cannot even yeah. handle because I have been like, I yeah. will wake up in the middle of the night. Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Yeah. Because there's so many decisions. Yeah, I know. I Well, even just having a dog, I'm like, wait, like I get stressed out about what toys he has. Yes. Well, I can't imagine like, like outfits for a baby and strollers and well, everything that goes along with it and just getting like the best of the best because you want them to be safe. And here's and- the thing. There's the, like with this for, I have been like literally, so I'm getting, okay, I have to get, you have to, I have to tell you all about what I okay. what to get when you have babies. Okay. Yes. So I'm getting this up a baby Vista Mesa set, which is amazing. Oh. And I have been waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Searching that. Plus I'll search like crib mattresses oh, yeah which ones are breathable yeah which ones are not and it's like to make a decision it has stressed me out i felt like it was christmas today i was like oh my That's god so i made funny. a decision <laughs> like yes. oh my god i know well congratulations on your decision hey thanks <laughs> i definitely feel like i made the right decision with the upper baby stroller system it's super cute super safe and when we have another kid, you can carry more than one kid around in the stroller. So we will be set. I'm, you're going to be annoyed at how many texts I send you, like asking you questions. Well, you need a mom gang. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Like, do I, you have a mom gang? Yes. Oh, good. And I ask them for everything. Oh, good. Yeah. See, you need that. That's all of my fr- closest girlfriends and my sister have gone through this and all have two. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, I'm going to be so prepped when, you're gonna be when so the time prepped. comes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will. But can you ever be really prepped? No, because yeah. it's just anxiety. But it's like yeah. with every new thing. Probably moving in gave you anxiety. Yeah, getting that's a job, true. going on The Bachelor. That was major anxiety. Actually, you know, you know what's crazy is I felt so calm going on The Bachelor. Bachelorette was a different story, but I just felt so calm going into The Bachelor. And I your don't dude know was why. Chris Souls. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I actually didn't. Okay, so you Chris Souls. Yeah. Was your first. Yeah. And then you were The Bachelorette. Yeah. And then there, you had like a little thing with uh, Nick Vale, right? Yeah. Because he came back on your season. Yes. So he came back on my, he was on Andy's season, came back on my season, and then he became The Bachelor. Yeah. And there, so that was like, so you've had some major, and then you had, obviously you dated Sean. Yep. And now you're dating Jason. So yeah. you have like been through the ringer with The Bachelor. I really have. <laughs> and and Ben Higgins was also The Bachelor. He was on my season. So did y'all have a little, y'all, y'all had some stuff. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was uh, like in love with him. How far did he make it? Um, top three. Good. How do you deal with all this love? Um, because it's lust. It is? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, yeah. Because when, I mean, now I love them as friends. Like, Ben's one of my dear friends. And you're able to become friends. Oh, yeah, because. Is that the thing with The Bachelor? Like, you can become friends with people yes. you dated? Yes. Because you come out of that bubble where, you know, you're, you don't have a choice. You're just put into these romantic situations. You are like, 
you're forced to have a romantic connection with them because you're going on dates, you're kissing, you're talking about marriage and you're just in this bubble where that's, you don't have, you're not like, Hey, do you want to stay and be friends? Like that's not an option. So once, once you realize you don't have that connection, you come out of the bubble and you realize you could be friends with some of them. Not all of them. How do you know that the connection wasn't there? Like what if you had like a freaking rocking physical connection? Yeah, well that does happen, but that fades. Okay. Yeah, over time, the more dates you go on, I feel like it just fades. Because it's like you can't live in lust your whole life. Right. There's got to be more. Right. Yeah. The, then you get to the like tough conversations towards the end, and I think that's when you really see how you communicate and and the real connection, and you kind of are like, okay, that was fun to make out with you or whatever, but now like let's get into the real stuff. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So do you believe you can have more than one soulmate? Ooh, mm, no. You don't? More than, yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess I do. So what? No, I don't know. What would you call all of your road leading up to here? Because you know like that Rascal Flatts song, God Bless the Broken Road, led me straight to you. Of course. So what would you call your bachelor broken road leading you to Jason? Like what are all those journeys? Like peaks and valleys? (laughs) Like it was, it's just so crazy because you think you find your soulmate and you convince yourself they are, but then they're not. I don't know. No, I don't think you can have more than one soulmate. I think you can have many relationships and loves and um, people who come in. I always say people come into your life. I always say it was my girlfriend who told me the season, reason or lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a bunch of seasons or reasons preparing you, preparing you for your lifetime. Yeah. Okay, so you said earlier, before I just sidetrack, one of the things all my listeners say is that I, like, sidetrack and interrupt sometimes. So oh, sh- me too. I get that all the time. <sighs> yeah, no, people tell me that I do that too. I think it's because you get nervous as a host that you want to keep up the conversation. And you don't want to, like, forget to ask the questions when they're talking right. about something right. else. It's tough. People don't realize how tough it is because it <laughs> seems so fun and it is so fun, but you're also trying to, like, be professional. Yes. And so... And it's like you probably didn't go to school for like broadcasting or, you know, journalism. And so you're just winging it and it's just normal conversation. So it's I get it. It's tough. You're I get that feedback like, too, I though. love your podcast, but you need to stop interrupting your guest. I get that all the time <laughs> if it makes you feel better. That actually does. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a host thing because you just are trying to like keep the conversation and engaged. And you know, I don't know. I, I get it, too. OK, but to circle back. Yes. You said back. you were not nervous when you went on The Bachelor. Right. With Chris. Right. Were you expecting to fall in love with him? No. And I think I just was in a place in my life where I was ready to like do something that was an opportunity or something out there. That's always just kind of been who I, it's who I am to take risks and just go after things and not even think twice about it. And so I was, you know, working at a restaurant. I felt like a little stuck in my life. I was kind of in a rut, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And so it was kind of a why not? It's an opportunity. Let's do it. If I fall in love, great. He seems like a great guy. That's, you know, that was kind of my mentality going into it. And I just kind of had nothing to lose at that point. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because it's like freedom almost. Yeah. And it. You know what's so weird is because you feel isolated there. You have no phone, no friends. You can't talk to family. You can't go on the internet. You can't watch TV. You don't read books. You're just zoned in on a relationship. But I actually felt free in a way because I I knew I had nowhere else to be and I didn't have to answer to anybody. And I just was kind of, I just kind of surrendered to the process and took it as like time to get to know myself. What did you learn about yourself? Uh, I learned that I was a lot tougher than I thought I was. Um, I don't think I gave myself enough credit for for being, for having thick skin and, and, and even just my confidence. Like I was like, oh, because you know, you're surrounded by women and a lot of times in life, and I don't know why this is, but some women like to tear other women down and especially when you're competing for one guy on the show. And right. in the situation, I tricky. just, yeah, but I just made so many friends and I just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like I I learned that I, I didn't give myself enough credit in life for, for confidence and and for having thick skin. So you actually got more confidence by going on The Bachelor. Yeah, I did. Because a lot of women go on The Bachelor and get 
less confident yeah i got more and more in fact i was the most confident i'd ever been when i got sent home how was that (laughs) it was it's so funny to think about now because so there's three of us left okay and i was are you friends with the other two yes okay and we were in bali and uh we're in this rose ceremony and i remember thinking I was really going to wear this like hot number today, but we were going in this temple in Bali. So you had to wear this sarong and like a blouse and your hair in a bun. And I was like, well, I know he wouldn't send me home in this one. Like, thank God I'm not going home in this outfit. And so the three of us are standing there waiting for him to get the rose. And he comes and Becca, who is one of the, one of the three goes, she looked at us before he came in and she said, I'm going home. And we're like, Is why? Is Tilly? Yeah. Okay. She was like, I'm going home. I just, I have this feeling like a, our fantasy suite was like, I don't know. It was not great. Like it was kind of weird in the morning and I just don't know where I'm at. Like, and, and he, I think he's going to send me home. And so we're like, oh, okay. And then, so we're three of us are standing there and he goes, Becca, can I talk to you? And she left and she looked at us like, you know, bye. And I was like, it's okay. She's going to be the bachelorette. Like that's just her journey. That's where, that's the path she's on. She's going to be bachelorette. And they pulled me aside for interviews. And I looked at Whitney. I was like, well, guess it's us too, you know? And then in interviews, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really excited to meet his family. <laughs> and I have, like, no clue. And then we go back to the rose ceremony and Becca comes back in. I'm like, wait a second. What? Why is she coming back? He would have sent her home if she was going home. I don't know what that conversation was. Then I go, well, I guess Whitney's going home. Because oh, you felt good. Like you were solid. Okay, yeah. And then, and then he goes, Whitney and she goes against the rose and I'm like what and then it all started hitting you can see it in my face when when I was watching and I had an out-of-body experience and I just remember standing there going Chris Harrison's gonna do that thing where he goes Caitlin I'm sorry you did not get the rose like say your goodbyes and I'm like oh my gosh I see Chris walking forward and he goes Caitlin I was like oh my god this is happening and it just felt I just felt like it was out-of-body experience and he walked me to the car and I got in and I was like okay that's confusing that I just lost it but so were you devastated did you think that you were in love um or is it more like small pond like you have one guy and it's like well that's the thing how can you not be in love there's no one else that's the thing and they really you know they they really pump their tires like this is the greatest guy you'll ever meet in your life and you know it's it it kind of becomes almost a competition too and but I started questioning it towards the end I was like am I in love? Like, I don't even know. Like, I know I really like this guy and I know I'm like, my feelings are getting stronger and stronger, but I actually started getting nervous that I would get picked because I wasn't like sure of where, where my I feelings mean, were engagement at. engagement is a big deal. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I, I started getting a little nervous, but, and when I, when he sent me home, I was devastated, but more just like because like you got rejected yeah i think it was just like i was a little embarrassed and Uh i i think i just didn't see it coming and and i did like him a lot and yeah so but then i mean about a week after i was already over it so i was like okay that wasn't true love (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah okay so you mentioned fantasy suites you don't have to give me all sorts of details yeah yeah. i always wonder what are they it's like they build those up to be this like epic moment in time well it kind of is because it's it's like everyone having sex with everyone no you don't have to no it's honestly it's it's the biggest moment in the whole show if you ask me because it's the it's the time you finally don't have to be on for the cameras it's the time that you can actually just have real conversation and really get to know the person and not just you know go make out and do all that in one (laughs) night like you're like actually like okay cameras are off it's just us. Like, what are you really feeling? Who don't you like? What, so what's you happening? What's happening? Intimately. Whole, you, yes, you have the best conversation you've ever had with them in the fantasy suite. Because you're like, we don't have producers telling us this is what you have to talk about. Yes. You don't have cameras all on you. You don't, you, you can just actually breathe and get real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so that's best. really the best. And you really yeah. can see like, okay, can I go next level with this yes. person? Possibly get engaged. Yeah start a life yeah all of that yeah then you said when you were the bachelorette you were super nervous yeah and you are the only season that had two bachelorettes yes now that is tricky yeah that was dumb <laughs> how was that it was awful just the way they set it up i liked her and we got along but we're two very different people and i just went into it thinking okay if they're there for for brit and and she becomes the bachelorette like those guys weren't for me anyways and that's what I was trying to tell myself, even though I would have been like 
devastated also. But yeah, it was, I didn't like it because they kind of were just, they, they kind of pit us against each other. And then they gave the guys the power to say like, I'll never forget Chris Harrison saying, who will make a better wife? And I'm like, that is such a terrible question. Yeah, I'll never let him live that down either. And he he's like, he apologizes to me all the time. He's like, I was reading off a prompter. It's not uh, my fault. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, that was rough. But I mean, it ended up working out that I got to be the bachelorette. But yeah, it was, what was your question? <laughs> you said you were nervous being oh, the bachelorette. Yeah. And I think I was nervous, one, because it was against somebody else. And I so didn't even two know. Two levels. Of right. So I was in, I was like, I have no idea if I'm even going to be and all this hype goes into it and I, you don't even know if it's going to be you. And then two, I, I was really nervous to always disappoint somebody and hurt people's feelings. Yes. So I was just constantly letting people down. Mm. No matter what I did, I was constantly letting someone down, whether it be a guy, a producer, myself, like I, you know, you you're can't just, win. No, you can't. And, and also knowing, Oh, I'm going to get, you know, in crap from America about this one. Like you just, oh. you, you, it's just a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. How do you deal with all of the energy that is coming at you from the world when you go on a show like that? And everyone decides awful. they have an opinion. Yeah. Everyone feels like, I know how I feel when I get some bad reviews from like the podcast where right. people say mean things and yeah. that's just like on such a smaller scale i think a smaller scale hurts more but what does it feel that like when you're getting flooded with people just offering up their opinions yeah. like they have this right to and i guess because you put yourself out there people feel entitled to tell you whatever they think yeah and however they think about you i had a really rough go i think um my season because it was so controversial and because the uh, the um, like Instagram and stuff was really blowing up at that time. And so I, I, I mean, I got it really bad as I think a lot of them do now too. But I remember just crying. Like what do people say? Like what are they? Oh, I got, I, you know, okay. I, did you know you can go on Instagram and block certain words? Uh-uh. So you can make, you can have like blocked words where you can pick something that if you get a lot, that if someone writes that in the comments, it just automatically deletes it. All mine were like slut, whore, like all those words because that's what I was getting the most of. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was really, really nasty. Yeah, nasty. I, I remember getting even emails to my like media account of women saying things like, shut your whore legs. Oh my gosh. I would never want my daughter to look up to somebody like you. Like, um, one lady told me that I should burn in a dumpster. Oh, yeah, like really awful, hurtful things. And I, yeah, I, I mean, at first I was like, at first I actually thought it was funny. I was like, oh my gosh, like how? But once it kept happening and over and over, it started to just like wear on my mind and really hurt my feelings. And I almost am more sensitive to it now than I was then because I'm like, oh my gosh, if one more person tells me to eat a cheeseburger and i noticed like, you posted something yeah a couple of days ago you're on a boat and people because usually you get that you're too skinny i always get that i'm too it's always like ew she looks so skinny ew eat a burger blah 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 i've always been tiny my whole life but then the other day jason posted a picture um we were on a double no it was my birthday it was my birthday and I had put my leg up and did this like back bend and my stomach like stuck out or something. And every comment, like one after the other, were like, Caitlin looks pregnant. Is that a baby bump? Look at her stomach. I see a baby bump. Oh, LOL. She looks so pregnant. And I was like, enough. Like no matter what you say about my body when you're saying like, it, I just got upset because I'm like, if, if somebody has a flat stomach that doesn't mean they're sick and they're too skinny and you know mm -hmm. they should eat a cheeseburger and if somebody is like bloated or just ate a dinner it doesn't mean they're pregnant like you you can't comment like that on women's bodies i know i just i don't even like after women have a baby and people are like oh my gosh you look amazing for just having a baby it's like why are you even commenting on my body like <laughs> right. it's just such a weird thing to me and so i got really upset because I think I've just seen it for so long of people talking about my body. Mm -hmm. 
and and so I just kind of had a moment and I like to be very open and honest on my social media so sometimes I can laugh things off and sometimes I'm like no I was crying on the floor because of this like are you happy now and I want people to know that words hurt and Jason and I always have this conversation because he's like you know just ignore it and I'm like I I don't want to I want to stand up for myself and I don't want to ignore it and I can ignore certain things like a girl with no profile picture with zero followers because I cl- she clearly made that account to try and get at me. Mm-hmm. That troll I'll ignore. But the woman who has kids and her bio says she's a Christian and she's telling me to eat a burger. Like, I'm going to comment and I'm going to call them out because I want to stand up for myself. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. What is the beauty of social media? Because that is the negative of social media. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much beauty on social media as well. Like I got to save my golden retriever. I would have never known about this this um, organization, Bunny's Buddies, if I didn't have social media. Um, I follow an account called Raw Beauty Talks, where one of my girlfriends uh, founded this company, and it's a safe place for women to feel confident about their bodies and all different body types and skin colors and every everything that you can imagine to just empower women and that's a refreshing thing on my feed that i love scrolling and seeing um there's there's ways that i've raised money for certain charities there's i work with the covenant house for homeless youth and i last year raised oh i can't remember it was over thirty thousand dollars in like a very short amount of time um and and that's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. Uh, there's also like my my scrunchie business and my wine business. I'm like at the uh, right now. I'm like it's not even about the product. I see all these women coming together and trading their scrunchies and talking about the wine and making new friendships. And I'm just like so impressed by these women being ni- kind to each other all online. So that's another thing that I find really a beautiful thing about having a platform and and being being um on social media. So talk to me about your scrunchies. How did you decide to start the scrunchie business? Is that one in your hair? Yes, this is a do. It's Um, so cute. And how'd you come up with the name? Okay, so I can't really take credit for coming up with the name. My business partner. Yeah. So my business partner, Cleo, she, um, she was like, we need to start a scrunchie business because she goes, you've rocked them since you were two. And straight through, even when they weren't in style, you still rocked them. And she's like, you got me into them because it, 
I don't like using elastics. I have fine hair and I find that elastics break my hair all the time and pull. And these, I just throw them up. And then if I take them out, my hair's still got a nice wave. I just, I've always believed in the scrunchie. You got some flair. Yeah. And it's a, I find uh, scrunchies a little quirky and yeah. I'm a little quirky and it's like, I don't know. It's a fun little accessory. I love it. So she was, she said that. Then we saw Haley Baldwin wearing a scrunchie and I was like, this is the time we got to start this now. And within, in on within this three now. months we started do. And I, Cleo came up with the name do. And first of all, in French, it's, I think it's Rose. Now people have called me out on this because of certain spelling. So I'm not going to say that's what it is, but we also were like, Oh, it's a hairdo. And, uh-huh. and so we kind of just went with that name. I, it's just stuck for me. And we did a bunch of imaging stuff where we looked at it. We're like, that's cute. And then obviously do is just taken on Instagram. So do edit. Cause we have different edits and collections that come out for, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter. I'm so excited about the winter collection that's going to come out, even though it's like Caitlin, it's summer, <laughs> but what that's, is it I'm just be like? thinking so far in advance, like a lot of crushed velvets. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Some vegan leather. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, and yeah, again, I just, I see the scrunchy gang, we call them come together and it's, I mean, it's a powerful place. Women are just <laughs> yeah. really empowering each other and getting excited and complimenting each other. And it's just, it's really cool to see. And same thing with um, my wine that I launched. So like, you're doing two businesses. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Talked about the wine. How did that come about? So wine, I've always just had a passion for since uh, like, I think, 18 where I grew up in um, Alberta and Canada 18 was the legal drinking age Mm -hmm. and my mom always had a glass of wine with dinner and I always just saw it as like yeah I always thought of wine as being sophisticated yes and I was like I want to just like sip a glass of wine while I have dinner and I started actually getting passionate about learning about wines because I worked in a restaurant business and I um over the years became a manager and had to train servers about um, wines and you know pairing food with wine and where it came from and and I started really falling in love with that part of it then on the show it was unlimited wine <laughs> uh, yes 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 I'm sure <laughs> yeah and then coming off of the show and, and starting my podcast called off the vine it revolves around you know just having a glass of wine with your guest and just feeling comfortable and you know we confess on there and it's just kind of a fun uh, social thing to, to have a glass of wine while you podcast and I found myself promoting other wines on the podcast. And people were like, you need to start your own wine label. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I do need to. And so, yeah, we went down to Santa Barbara and... Picked out the flavors? We Yeah, I got to try... How many flavors do you have? Three. So I've got a rosé, a cab sav, and a pinot grigio. <gasps> and it's called Spade and Sparrows. And I wanted it to be like sophisticated, but like edgy still... But I want people to take me serious in the wine viz. Yes. But also not too seriously because I'm not like a sommelier. I don't, you know, I'm not a connoisseur. I just, I don't hold my glass a certain way. Like <laughs> I so. just enjoy wine and I wanted to share that with people and I want them to enjoy the wine more than anything. So, so was it so fun picking the flavors yeah. and getting the blend all right? Yeah. I did a blending course. Okay. Yeah. I got, um, we met with people in Santa Barbara where the grapes are from and it was just really interesting to hear them talk about each wine. And it was fun to just be like, I don't like this for this reason. And I do like this, but I don't think my followers would like that because some of these, I did like a lot of polls. I wanted to involve my followers a lot in the process because at the end of the day, they're my consumers and they are what drives these businesses. So um, like I would have preferred to put out a Pinot Noir, but I did a cab because that's got to give the people what they want. I love cab. Yeah. Well, I love it all, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I learned that a Pinot Noir is for a more reserved palette. Oh, and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. It was really fun. And I love that side of that side Did of it, obviously. Did you know when you landed on the one, like the flavor? Were yeah. You like, this is it. Yeah. I w- for is the it rose, like the bachelor? Was, like the same kind yeah. of thing. You narrow it down to your final rose. Exactly. <laughs> you narrow it down to your final rose. I, I really did. It was my rose and the um, cab were two that I was like, yes. Like the Pinot Grigio took me a while. Yeah. Because, again, I don't like anything um, sweet, but mm-hmm. I know some people do. So I had to find a balance between, they call it off dry and dry. And that was the one I struggled with a little bit. But at, but at the end of it, I'm obsessed with it now. Okay, so yeah. you just knew. Yeah. So you're running, so you have a wine company, Spade and Sparrow. Yeah. Do edit, yeah. scrunchy. Yeah. And then off the vine podcast. Yeah. And I have three podcasts a week. 
right now. I do not know how you do three podcasts a week. Doing one a week. It's hard. Is a lot for me. How do you do three a week? I think I took on a little too much there. I I don't know. I might go back to two just because also. They say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You're eating the whole elephant at once. I really am. (laughs) I really am. And it's like, I don't want, I'm finding that people are telling me I'm repeating stories. But you probably don't even remember. But I don't. I don't even remember that I've, I'm like, have I told this before? I don't know. And and so I'm going to go, I'm going to make it a little more structured where on off the vine I just have like an interview and on grape therapy I do either a bachelor recap or bachelorette recap bachelor in paradise recap or do like something fun and so they're two different podcasts yeah and then drunk dial on Fridays is Whoa, where you got a lot of things happening yeah <laughs> Dr- drunk dial is Friday where I just kind of try and involve um, the listeners and do some calls and they can tell me embarrassing stories but it's only like 20 minutes so you're gonna break it down into days or each day that you do a podcast is a different yeah. segment yeah it's a lot that's a lot yeah i i again i think i'm i might take it down to two because <laughs> i'm like mm, okay what are you doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> settle down yeah yeah but it's i mean i just i love it i i just love what i do so that helps <laughs> i mean it's not a terrible thing to no you know it's just do you have enough time to do it all right that's and no thing. i do not especially yeah. with a new dog now i'm like oh god and a new man that's full-time living man. yeah yeah I mean. he's I, he's so helpful though oh my gosh he's just I call him my little bonus. Like he just always helps in any way he can. And he's, he's just a really positive, um, happy go lucky guy who just wants to like be better all the time. Jason was hands on my favorite on, yeah. on his season. Cause that's one of the first seasons I started watching of the bachelor. Yeah. And I was like, Becca's cray that she I, didn't pick him. Like, I was I like, she is nuts. I know. But good for you. Good, yeah, yeah. good. I'm very happy about it. So when you were on The Bachelor and you got down to the final two yeah. and you picked Sean, mm-hmm. were you nervous about getting engaged? Yeah. Oh, I was so nervous because, again, like there's stuff with this season that's coming out. You know, people have girlfriends back home. People go on for other opportunities. People aren't there for, quote unquote, the right reasons. And... I was always nervous that the guy I picked, I'm like, what if I go home and learn all these awful things about him? You don't know anything about him. There's like no background track you can do ahead of time. No, we did. We had two days together um, as like a secret hideout after the engagement and I was leaving and he was asked me for my phone number and it just, and you're like engaged. It's the weirdest. And I really didn't feel like I knew him that well. I really didn't. And you got to know, you know, it's it's basically you start dating after the show, but you're engaged. So that's so bizarre. Yeah, it was it was strange. I think it I think it makes you fight a little bit harder for the relationship because of the commitment and you're engaged. But it's also I mean, it's very high risk, high reward because truly I I consider the the three and a half years I had with him to be successful because I mean, three and a half years is something that's a long time. Right. So we we tried. (laughs) We tried really hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I think that's a successful relationship. And I'm yeah. sure you learned a lot from it. I learned so much from it. Really, truly a lot. And I grew so much in those three and a half years because I constantly wanted to be better and work on myself and learn a lot about how I would function in a relationship. And I, I really did some serious soul searching and deep diving into who I am and like really worked on myself. So I grew tremendously in the three and a half years. And I don't even think I consider myself the same person as mm-hmm. when I was the bachelorette. Oh, I bet not. Yeah. No, it's yeah, crazy. Because when you're the bachelorette, had you been in a serious relationship before? I mean, you dated Chris on The Bachelor. Yeah. And then my relationship before that, I was um, with somebody for three years who I definitely okay. thought I was going to marry. And okay. that was the toughest heartbreak of my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I went on to The Bachelor. I don't even think I was really over that relationship yet. Mm. But that helped. <laughs> that helped me get over it. But yeah, so I, I, it was a pretty serious one. But yeah. He lived in Germany and okay. played hockey and he wasn't going anywhere. So I, I just felt really lost and stuck in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go visit him later? I lived there. You, li- you yeah. lived in Germany? Yeah. How was that? Germany's beautiful. It was beautiful. You and, can't speak it, the language. Did well, you know anybody? <laughs> no, it was really tough because it wasn't in um, like a tourist city. It was in Nuremberg, which is like the most German part of Germany. And... I mean, I couldn't even read labels at the grocery store and I just, I found it really lonely because I couldn't even, you're at the grocery store, you can't even hear people's conversation. You can't communicate. Yeah. It was. Is that weird not being able to communicate with humans? Yeah. It was really challenging because I think I'm a social person (laughs) and I, yeah, I just, 
the girlfriends and wives too like not a lot of them lived there they would visit um and if they were there they were german and they had their own little german clique of girls that they didn't really let anyone else in and i yeah i just felt like I wasn't working. I was in a nine hour time difference from where my family was at and friends. Um, he had his own thing going on and I just felt like I was emotionally, financially just relying on this one person and that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I had to do something that filled my soul and I, I wasn't and it made me miserable there. So I, it was a great relationship and but I had just lost myself at mm-hmm. the end of it like I just wasn't even me anymore mm-hmm. and so it wasn't yeah it wasn't gonna work <laughs> yeah too many hard variables in yeah that one. yeah a lot and so you're like okay I'm not gonna do Germany and live over there I'm gonna just go on the bachelor because yeah. that's gonna be easy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said I'm a risk taker <laughs> I, I love uh, that about you though. I just I yeah when he was like Germany I'm like let's go like I just yeah yeah, you're ready for it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I you know, did. in worst case, you get into it and you realize, okay, this isn't going to work. But yeah. aren't you glad you did it? So glad. I mean, every single thing that I've done has led me to where I am now. And including all the really tough things. Like even, even, I'm even glad for what I went through on the show and how people responded to me because that too was, has shaped me into why I'm stronger now and why I'm more self-aware and all these things have have just been if you look at it the right way a positive isn't it interesting though when you're going through something really hard yeah it feels so devastating yeah and like you'll never live through it yeah you and don't then see you get at the on the other tunnel. side yeah. of it like you are and yeah. you can see the benefit why do you think we have to struggle and fail I think it's just for the, those obvious things where you you don't appreciate the good things that come from it unless you go through something hard. And every time I've gone through something hard, I've like, I appreciate my relationship with Jason so much now. And I w- don't think I would have ever gone after someone like Jason too nice. Like, too nice. <laughs> you know? not that I never really dated the typical asshole. I kind of always dated like, pretty good guys. Um, but I don't think I would have appreciated the kind of man Jason is unless I went through what I've went through. Um, and yeah, I just think that's that's part of it is is going through hard times. It it shapes you and and it makes you appreciate the good when you come out the other side. So, what's the highest high and the lowest low that you learn from The Bachelor? Highest high. Highest high was probably like hmm. I think just having such a loyal following and being able to use my platform for good. I think has been the highest high. Like I've, I feel like I've, I've got to build, build this community of women who, um, who stand by each other. And, and, and I mean, I, I still do obviously get hate, but 90% is actually really great. So um, that's probably my highest high is, is having them. And then my lowest low is definitely um, just, I think two things. I think one, hurting somebody that I cared about on the show um, and putting someone through that amount of pain I and, I and not wanting to take it back. Like also having to stand up for myself while oh, protecting, yeah, while protecting somebody's feelings that, that I deeply care about. Um, and then probably having to go through the breakup was a pretty low low from, from the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you learned about love? Um, that it's very unpredictable and you don't know when it's going to come in or out of your life. Uh, it's, it's something that I'm, I struggle with, um, like when I first meet somebody, I struggle with trust and giving them love and accepting love because I'm like, how are you going to hurt me? And where does that come from? Um, probably seeing my parents go through a divorce, I think I was at an older age. I was 18 when my parents divorced, which seems like it's kind of later in life. Um, I was really fortunate for how it went down because they're still friends. And, That's amazing. And they're both like super happy for one another. They're both happily remarried. They were all on the show with me for family hometowns and they're just really great. But I think I just saw two people that I had such a, you know, our family was the Brady Bunch growing up. Like we went on family road trips and we did all these fun things together and we had a great, great strong family. And then I just watched two people fall out of love. Mm. And I think that's, 
that's my fear is me. Yeah, maybe it's not how are you going to hurt me? Maybe it's when are you going to fall out of love with me? Okay. And that's proven to be true a few times. Like I truly believe Sean wasn't in love at the end mm. or couldn't show it. Maybe he was and he just couldn't show it. And it was just devastating to me. And so I think my fear seems to come true in my past relationships. And that's why this one's so different. I think I think I feel established in myself, in a career, in who I am. I've put the work in with myself. I will always continue to put the work in with myself. And he makes me feel really safe. And I think that's huge for me because I just don't question where his feelings are at ever. Did you feel safe in your other relationships? No. You didn't? No. How not? Um, so in my, in my one in Germany, I didn't feel safe because I didn't feel like myself. I just was like, who is this person? You didn't fall in love with this person. You could leave me at any minute because this isn't what you signed up for. Cause you weren't even sure of who you were. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't think I felt safe with myself. I just didn't uh -huh. even know who I was. And in my last one, I think the, the show always hung over his head and, and it was always like a toxic thing in our relationship that I just never felt like he forgave me mm. it just it's too big of like a sore thumb yeah yeah it just never got really a got wound. let go yeah and and it was constantly brought up and I just was like you know when is he gonna leave because he clearly you know he's too damaged and hurt Can't by something the past. right to, the past is too strong yeah the past was stronger than him and he he couldn't let it go and I just I just felt insecure the whole relationship because I, I was like, he wasn't like, you are my person and I love you and I would get through anything with you. He was like, I don't know if I can ever get over this. I don't Is know if I can do this. Is it you loved other people or dated other people? Yeah, I think it was the whole like controversy of uh, that I slept with somebody else on the show. Yeah. And I mean, I was just, if you even knew me in that point of the show, I, I didn't even know who I was like I just yeah. put on autopilot and I was like what do you need me to say for interviews like I'm just so lost I don't know what to do anymore I don't know how I feel I just I was just so numb by the end that I think yeah it was I mean that's what I say was one of the lowest lows because I hurt somebody that I deeply cared about and that you know was I don't think he at the end of the day I don't think he's my person I don't think we're meant to be together so this happened but it was three and a half years of like feeling shame mm. I felt shame and I don't like that I and that's what I constantly had to work on was it was false shame mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel shame and um and that's why I just continued to to forgive myself mm -hmm. yeah how does Jason make you feel safe he oh my gosh he's just so um he's so secure with himself uh -huh. and you know he's worked so hard in his career and his life and he did all these years of school and he just, he's a really, really smart, driven, go-getter kind of guy. And I think it takes a secure man to make somebody else feel safe. And I think that's the same thing with me. I feel secure in myself and I think he feels safe. But he, this he's so stable. He communicates everything. He's not ashamed of his feelings or emotions. Mm -hmm. He's just like hearing him talk to my parents too about just how he feels about me like he's just so confident in how he feels about me that i yeah it's i don't know it's crazy i've just never felt um so secure in a relationship oh yeah i'm so happy for yeah, you thank you what a journey to get here <laughs> yeah it really <laughs> you know? has been i mean it's, you really yeah, that's put one yourself way. through it yeah i'm telling you if i ever write a book you should write a book <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good one what would you call it mm. Caitlin Bristow, I'm an open book. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm very honest. Yeah. I love that about yeah. you. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that takes a lot of guts to be that honest because yeah. it is hurtful to have everyone have opinions about you because yeah. you're just honest and putting yourself out there. Yeah. But truly, what a great way to live. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough too because, um, is someone at my door? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to go to get nope. it? Okay. I'm just going to I'm just going to ignore it <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, okay. Um oh, they're not ignoring you. Oh. Oh, great. Okay, I'm going to Okay. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to Hey, no worries. Take a knee here. Take Take a knee. Oh, hi. Sorry. I'm in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. No, no, don't be sorry. I told you to come in. I just saw the door. Yep. Just just grab it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying? 
you were talking about. See, I have pregnancy brain. Oh, and I have new puppy brain. Yeah, is that can that be a thing? That can be a thing. Okay. Um, uh, you you're talking about a book. Oh, I'm an. Oh, I'm honest. Oh, being. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So good. Being vulnerable because sometimes. Oh, he's. Just oh, he is the going cords. to get in there. Um, Why do I keep wanting to call him Biscuit? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> get it, Biscuit. <laughs> lay down. Lay down. Okay, okay, go. Good boy. Oh, good boy. Um, I think to, part of what I've seen um, with you know coming off the show is I want I wanted people to trust me, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to just be. I wanted to really be myself because I thought that was the only, and I still think it's the only way to to find success in relationships, business, whatever you do. I think you just have to really own who you are. Um, otherwise, it's exhausting because I've tried that too in my 20s. Um, but I just, I, I want people to know that even I have, you know, this house and this great relationship and this new puppy and I still want them to see that I'm a human being that still get my feelings hurt over, you know, body image issues and and I want to be honest about having those issues because I think just having conversation about things makes people feel more comfortable in their own skin. Why is it so important to you that you want to let other people feel comfortable in their own skin? It's just so freeing. I want everybody to, to feel to know what it feels like to accept yourself and to work on the things you don't accept because it's just, I, I just feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. And I feel like it's because I've, I've gotten really vulnerable with myself and I've been gotten really honest with myself and had uncom- uncomfortable conversations, even with myself about where these things stem from. And it's almost like liberating. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it, it makes you, and it attracts the right people to you as well. Like, I don't know. I just think that's how you meet the person you're supposed to be with. That's how you get the job you want to have. That's how you live the life you want to live is by being authentic and and sharing the good and bad, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important. And I think it makes you more real. And, and there's nothing I like more than when somebody shares something vulnerable with me. If I'm like, how's it going? And they say, oh, you know what? I, I've had a really bad day and this is happening. I'm like, thank you for just being yeah, real. Yeah, it's just so real. I, don't, I feel like it's tough to come by these days and every, you know, especially with social media and, and the highlight reel. And it's it's nice to just to get a little um, like something refreshing, like honesty. <laughs> and do you feel like you've lived both sides of that coin? And yeah. That's another reason. Like, you know how it feels to not live as authentically as you are Yeah, now? yeah. In my 20s, I, like my younger 20s, I always would try to adapt to the people around me and be what I thought they thought I should be. And I just wanted to be accepted. And I think that's that just comes with age. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, it was, who am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? And um, trying to fit in where I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And being around people who didn't really have my best interest in mind and not seeing that. How because, did you finally learn that lesson? I don't know where the turning point was. I think, I honestly think it came from going through a really hard breakup and digging into therapy and and, and where things came from in my life and I think I I don't know I always I always um I always talk about therapy and having a therapist and how much it's helped it's me so great yeah I, I absolutely so love it. great I, I just think mental health is so important and and it's it's come such a long way for me having a therapist that I'm like everybody needs one yeah yeah because I mean we all struggle with something yes yeah and just to be able to get it out there and talk about it yeah yeah talking about it is so important and then you realize that you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. And that everybody has stuff. Yeah. And I used to try to hide all my stuff too. Yeah. And act like it, I was perfect because yeah. I thought everyone else was. Yeah. Exactly. And then you realize, oh, everyone's just trying to figure this out. Everyone. Even when you have it figured out, you're still finding something else to figure out. Yeah. Nobody has everything figured out. No, and never will. No. And we all never. just get thrown things at us, different things. Yeah. We I all have different struggles. The working on this house, it's my girlfriend always told me, I'm like, oh, there's always something. And she Mm -hmm. goes, you have to think of a house like an ongoing project. There's always going to be something to work on. There's always going to be something to improve. There's always going to be 
trouble areas and things that go wrong but you just have to it's an ongoing project and then i started thinking about life like that yeah i'm like it's just i'm an ongoing project i'll have failures and things that i do wrong and i'll learn from them and i'll continue to work at myself and make improvements and yes. it's just an ongoing project it is yeah. and i guess when we finish it we die so yeah. we kind of want it to be ongoing right exactly yeah exactly <laughs> then Please we don't want to be done That's, yet everybody's upset about getting older and i'm like well doctors say that the more birthdays you have the longer you live so let's keep those going okay so you just had a birthday how yeah. old did you turn 34 30 fortunate yeah 30 fortunate yeah i like that 30 fortunate i like that what are you excited about with this brand new spanking year oh my gosh i have so many high hopes for this year i just think i i'm excited to learn more about the business side of things um i i find that i have like more of a creative mind i'm not really good at the execution but now i'm learning that side of things and jason's really good at that kind of thing so he's been helping me um i'm excited to just grow grow those businesses and and see all these people get excited about wine and scrunchies and and be able to talk about it on the podcast and and i think just jason and i are in such a good place where the next step for us would be getting engaged and i mean not i'm not saying like tomorrow but <laughs> but like that's what i look forward to in in this year of being 34 yeah heck yeah. yes uh-huh okay if you had to describe yourself in three words what would they be oh um okay vivacious vivacious yeah yeah i like that word um vulnerable totally and compassionate i love that yeah what's a moment when you think of it brings you so much joy oh a moment like something that's happened happened in in your life life that you think about it that just you were in so much joy it was just overflowing oh i think it was probably when my sister had a baby and all my family was together and she was just this new life and we were just so in love with her and everybody was just like the highest high ever. That feels like it brings me so much joy and I'm st- so close with her. She's, I mean, my sister has a little boy too and I love him too, but I just have this special bond with with Sydney, my niece, and she is just growing into this confident little spicy thing. Like she's just, she did this whole video about how being you is the best thing you can do in life. And yeah, she's just, she's just amazing. Oh. Yeah. She brings me a lot of joy. What does a successful life look like to you? Um, a farm of golden retrievers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just doing what you love and being around people that genuinely love you. Like I, I remember somebody asking me, when do you feel the most beautiful? And I'm like, just when I'm around people that love me. Like, it's just so important to me. I've, you know, I've been in the world in the industry and I'm sure you can speak to this too of, you know, there's social climbers and there's people who just, they crave that, um, that acceptance from the outside, from the followers on Instagram, from the, you know, whatever it is. And to me, I've, I've been in, you know, I've seen that side of things too. And I just, it's not fulfilling and success to me is just doing what you love with the people you love yeah what is the lie that your inner critic tells you that you have to overcome which one what are are the the lies um that somebody's gonna fall out of love with me okay um that with with all this going on in the three podcasts i feel like i'm disappointing people and i I hate disappointing people. And you felt that way on The Bachelor. Yeah. Like, yes. Dis- so I that you're disappointing, disappointing people. people. Yes. That's, uh, I, I convinced myself that I disappoint people. And probably, um, that, like, I have, I think from growing up in a world of, um, dancers and ballet, I've had a lot of pressure on my body. And I, although I'm getting, I work on myself all the time. I still have those little lies that try and creep into my head that I need to look a certain way. Um, and I think I, I truly try and work on that. Like I, I tell myself that the world that I'm in, I need to stay young looking and be this like, you know, pretty thing all the time and, and be on. 
And I think I'd, I don't I need to change that mindset, which I, I have sticky notes on my mirror everywhere. And that beauty comes from the inside. And when you get the inside right, the outside falls into place. And, and I have come a long way, a long way. That's amazing. Yeah. That leads me to one of my last questions, because I would talk to you forever, but it's already like an hour. And I know oh, you have to go really? do. Yeah. Oh. You have to go do things. Amazing. <laughs> well, you know what I have? I have a phone call with a dog medium. Oh, my yeah yes. yeah so i can't wait to i'm gonna do a podcast about it because yes I'm so excited oh my gosh talking all about your dog yeah like his past life i have i have like 20 questions to ask her about him okay i cannot wait to hear that podcast yeah, yeah i'll tell you about it. okay um self-talk yeah do you are you aware of your self-talk and yes have you do you because I didn't realize I had very negative self-talk mm-hmm. until I started realizing that I even had self-talk. Yeah. And that it was always telling me terrible things. Mm-hmm. What is your self-talk and how do you channel it to be a good influence in your life? That is that is something I... That's my main practice with, with not telling myself lies is that I have self-talks all the time. So my girlfriend, Erin Trelore, who founded Raw Beauty, she was my health and wellness coach as well. And she used to get me to write a hundred things that I love about myself. And I'm like, what? A hundred? <laughs> that is a lot. And then by the end of it, I'm like, God, I love this. Got a lot going on. Like, <laughs> it's just myself. crazy how, how much self-talk and, you know, self-love can, can change your mindset. So, um, I do a lot of, um, mirror high fives. Okay. What, well, how do you do Like you just high five the mirror? Like I'll look into the mirror and I'll be like, if I'm having an insecure moment, I just say stop out loud mm-hmm. and I start t- telling myself the good and then I ha- high five myself in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. Or double tap. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. It really does. And then it makes you laugh because you're like, do I just high five myself in the mirror? <laughs> like, go get it, girl. But instead of just going on the spiral with the lie that you I say out loud, yourself, stop. Stop. Yeah. Because you know you're spiraling into a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you let yourself spiral and not aware of it, it can become a huge lie that lasts for a long time that you actually believe about yourself. Yeah, and that is, I mean, I've read stats on that. I think it's like 92% or something of the things we do tell ourselves that are negative are lies. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. I know. So yeah, mirror, mirror talks are, are, and just saying out loud to stop because sometimes that's all you need to do is just stop. Just and, catch and, yourself. Yeah, catch yourself and then think of the three things that you love about yourself and then mirror high five. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I like to end all my podcasts with Leave Your Light. Okay. So Lee, just drop some inspiration. Obviously, you're very inspiring, but there's something that you want people to know. I think I could just end it with my favorite quote of all time that is something I try and live by and that's that I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for somebody I'm not. Yes, and that takes bravery. Yeah, Uh, and that's, again, learning from experience. (laughs) Okay, one last question after this. How do you make yourself be brave? Um... I, I just feel like it, I don't even know how I do it. It's just in me to take chances. And I feel like the more I've done it, the more success has come to me. So I just keep proving myself that when you do things that are risks, it can pay off. So I think the more I do it, the more brave I get. I love that. Yeah. You're amazing. Thank you yeah, for joining me on my podcast and sharing all of your wisdom. Thanks for coming over here and doing it here. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm happy to be here in the headquarters. <laughs> yeah, the mine headquarters. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? 
Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.